Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. Is everybody good? You guys all ready to just be released and church is done, or are you ready to really break open the word? I need to know. Are you ready to go for it? Want to break open the word? <laughs> I could worship all night too. I could. Man. Are you threatening me with another worship service? <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. Bless you, man. You can, you can go on down. Thank you so much. Thank you, worship team. Awesome tonight. Awesome. Before we, uh, before we go to the Word, I just want to do a few things here. Um, Thanks, Rick. <laughs> hmm. There's not a Saturday that doesn't go by that, that I don't think about Lois and Chris Cable. And I know you're watching tonight, Lois and Chris. They're always in the second row, right where David and Cindy are sitting tonight. <clears throat> Guys, we love you so very much. We are decreeing the fullness of of your miracle, cancer-free. The full work, it's already paid in full. It's already paid in full. Just say it over Lois right now. It's already paid in full. And it will be a finished work. There's a young man that came into this family. His name is Jordan, Jordan Hill. His mother's name is Shelly. She lives in Lakeland. She's recently been diagnosed. It's a terrible diagnosis. She's began chemotherapy today. We're saying no. We're drawing the line. No, no. I want you to just, while you're seated, take a hand. And Jordan is with his mother tonight. <clears throat> his mother's name is Shelley. You might want to write it down in your Bible or in your notes tonight to decree over her. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we stand together knowing cancer was crucified to that tree. Jesus, you became sin. You became every vile sickness and disease upon that cross. You took our infirmity. You took Shelley's infirmity. You took that disease for her and you crucified it in your own body upon that cross. Lord, tonight we decree and we loose from victory the power of the atonement right now into that hospital in Tampa, Florida. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we loose the virtue of Jesus and the atonement that Jesus paid for. Shelly, in Jesus' name, from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, be healed and be delivered right now in Jesus' name. The Lord raises you up now victorious and in total triumph. We decree it. We decree it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I need to know what time it is. Quarter of eight, 7.45. We started at six, good. We'll be out by midnight, I promise. We'll be out by midnight. And those of you, you're wondering, you're wondering about Saturday night church. This is why we do Saturday night church. 
It's not just about a building. It's not just about coexisting with another church. We love Saturday night church. We love it. We want to go long. We want to worship. We don't, we don't want to worship for 20 minutes and have a 10-minute ditty word and, you know, serve up the last rites and release everybody. <laughs> Are you hearing me? This place is alive tonight. I'm telling you, it's alive. Hallelujah. First Saturday night. This place is alive. I'd rather preach in a live church than a dead church. I was preaching in a, a church one time that was so dead, a guy near the back had a heart attack and died. And when the EMS team came, they carried out five rows of people before they found the right guy. Go to Isaiah 40. <laughs> Go to Isaiah 40. And while, while you're going there, I just want to thank you all so very much for your prayers over myself, over my family, over Dutch Sheets, over our team as we were in Washington, D.C. I know many of you saw us on assignment there at the White House this week. And there is so much that I would like to say, but there's so much that I cannot say because of confidentiality reasons. And <clears throat> what we like to say here is that the devil is not in our details. God is in our details. Amen. And God is in the details right now. God is using mighty prayer warriors, mighty men and women of God, mighty patriots, mighty lawyers and attorneys. I'm telling you, God is working in the details. We believe we're going to see a January of divine justice manifest. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I don't care who writes us off. <laughs> I don't care who thinks that we're nuts. I don't really care. I'm running with God. I'm not living for the praises of men. I'm running for God. I'm running for the Lord. Hallelujah. This is so much bigger than Donald John Trump. This is about the United States of America. If we don't save our nation, we won't have churches to preach in, period. <laughs> I feel like this is a time just during the Revolutionary War, and I've talked about this many times. During the Revolutionary War, there were those that were called the Black-Robed Regiment, and they were ministers that actually left their pulpits and went and enlisted to fight with General George Washington to secure the victory over the British Army. And I am one of those. You all know that. That's no surprise. I am one of them, and some of you in this room are, are, are in that company as well. But that is the realm that I'm running in right now. I make no apologies for it. We're not backing down. We're not giving up. I make no apologies. That's not arrogance. That's not pride. It's actually humility. It's humility to do what God tells you to do. It's true humility to do what God tells you to do. So I want to thank you for your prayers for us. I want to thank you. I just ask you to continue to pray, too, as well for Dutch Sheets and for CeCe and their team and some of the things that the Holy Spirit is actually summonsing us into right now. And I'm just greatly, greatly thankful for it. Very thankful. Are you at Isaiah 40? That's great. So we are, we are I'm going to kind of modify this message tonight um, just because of the kind of the flow that I'm feeling in the Holy Spirit, but I'm going to modify this message, but we are beginning a 21-day fast. On Monday, we step into this fast. This is um, really a fast is when you set yourself apart unto the Lord, and you, you are actually making way to prepare the way of the Lord in you personally. I want you to write that down. That in this fast, I'm going to prepare the way of the Lord in me personally. This is what I hear the Lord saying <clears throat> to us that we have to prepare ourselves now. For 2021, 
because none of us know what the next days and the next weeks and the, and the next months actually hold. Only God knows. But the Lord wants us prepared and the Lord wants us ready. Amen. Here's two things I, I really hear. It's going to require radical obedience. Write it down. It's going to require radical obedience. And secondly, it's going to require radical sacrifice. It's not either or. It's both and more. I want you to hear that again. It's, you know, we know the scriptures, you know, that obedience is what? Obedience is better than sacrifice. But I'm telling you, in this hour, it's going to require obedience and sacrifice. And it's not either or. It's both and more. It's going to be a radical sacrifice that God's going to demand upon his people in this hour. I say that in the fear of the Lord because, man, I, I'll tell you what. I, I, I hear the Lord telling me to step up big time right now. And it makes me stand at attention. It really does. And I'm humbled by it. In a fast, what you do is you step into a time of consecration. A fast is a consecration under the Lord. It's a time where, where you, you literally humble yourself. You know, we, we know the scripture so well. If my people will what? Will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, right? And repent of their sins and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. Second Chronicles 7, 14. But notice, notice those two words. If they humble themselves. That's, that's so key. As we approach... As we approach 2021, we want to approach this year before the Lord with great humility and brokenness. We want our humility to be authentic. Amen. We want our faith, though, to be highly aggressive, but our humility to be authentic. Amen. So we're stepping into a time of consecration. And in a fast, what you do is you're actually opening the doorway of your life to a more powerful and intimate relationship with our Father. Everything okay back there in media world? Everything good? Okay. But what happens in a time of fasting is you're, you're throwing wide the the just the, the doors of your life for greater intimacy with the Lord. And ultimately, that's what you want. I, I like to say that fasting, fasting, you know, it's not twisting God's arm to get what we want God to do. God is unchangeable, right? He's immovable. He's, he's set and fixed firm on his throne. He's not even white-knuckling his throne over America right now. He's not white-knuckling the throne about Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and whoever else. He's not white-knuckling the throne. He's not, he's not, you know, in an anxiety uh, fit, you know, and calling in Michael and, you know, calling in a special meeting. What are we going to do? What, I mean, what are we going to do? He, he's in perfect peace. He's in perfect peace. And he's got righteousness, peace, and joy. Joy. He's, he's, he's literally laughing and mocking the mockers in the earth realm, the devilish ones that have, pled, that have pledged themselves to, to demonic spirits, that raise themselves up and say, we'll break away from the Most High. We'll have none of his law over us. We'll be our own gods. God laughs at it. That's something, isn't it? Wow. So I want to talk to you for the next few moments with the posture of we're entering into this fast. And I want to talk to you for the next few moments about preparing the way of the Lord. Preparing the way of the Lord in our own lives. And I'm going to try to move along here. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to modify this message, but I'm going to try to be, be thorough. I know we got a lot of kids in kids' church and parents, and I, we're loaded with kids tonight. And everybody should say amen to that. I love it. I love that we're loaded with kids. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 3. We're going to read 3 through 5. And this is, um, this is the prophetic word concerning John the Baptist. 
Jesus said that he was the greatest of all Old Covenant prophets. And he came on the scene and appeared right before Jesus' ministry. You remember Elizabeth was the one who was pregnant with John the Baptist. When Mary came, remember? When Mary came and they just got in proximity, it says that, that Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and the baby in her womb leapt inside of her and was filled with the Spirit. Who was that? That was John the Baptist. So this prophecy that, that Isaiah releases here in chapter 40 is concerning John. And he, John, remember, John's the one that said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. It was John who baptized Jesus in the Jordan River, and he saw the heavens open, and he saw the Holy Spirit then come and rest upon Jesus. John heard the very voice of Father God affirming Jesus standing in the Jordan waters. I just, Victoria, I looked at you and I just, I think about standing in the Jordan baptizing you and baptizing Josiah and so many of our team. Wasn't that absolutely incredible? So there, there John was and, and he's standing with Jesus and he sees the heavens open. He sees the Spirit of God come down and rest on Jesus. And it doesn't lift off him, but it remains. And he hears the Father speaking out of heaven. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. It's amazing. You never read about Jesus having a bar mitzvah when he's a young man. But he receives his bar mitzvah from his heavenly Father standing in the Jordan River. So... So John witnesses all of this, and it's just extraordinary. But here's the prophecy over John's life. It says, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, and make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted. What does that mean? It means that the low places of humility are lifted up. You see that? It's such poetic language. It's such a beautiful painted picture of prophecy. He says, every valley shall be exalted. That means low places of humility are going to be lifted up by God. And every mountain and hill will be brought low. What does that say to us? It says that, that every high place or lofty place of pride is actually brought down. When the kingdom of God comes, you can, you can bet on this. This is, this is what it looks like. When the kingdom of God comes in your life, when the kingdom of God comes in your family, when the kingdom of God comes in our government, when the kingdom of God comes in America, that which is in the low place, God sees humility. God sees brokenness. God knows the contrite hearts that are, you can't dupe the Holy Spirit. How many of you know that? You can't dupe and fool the Holy Spirit. He knows who are really His, and He takes him. He says, when the kingdom of God comes, I lift them up. And every high or lofty place, mountainous place, hilltop place, it, it comes down low. Say amen right there. And then the crooked place shall be made straight. <laughs> We've got a lot of crooked places in America, don't we? We've got a lot of crookedness going on. I know you're thinking about crooked Hillary. I know you are. <laughs> Thank you, President Trump. <laughs> the crooked places shall be made straight, and the rough places will be made smooth. Man, I love that. Don't you love coming out of rough places, and it becomes smooth, and you start gliding? There's three people that enjoy that. Okay, that's, that's great. That's great. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Such a powerful picture, isn't it? But this, this prophecy was about John the Baptist's ministry coming that would prepare the way of the Lord before Jesus would step on the scene in his earthly ministry to bring the kingdom. When Jesus arrived, he was saying, hey, I, I've come from my father, and guess what? I have brought my kingdom with me. And so before that, the, the forerunner, the forerunner, John the Baptist, went preparing the way of the Lord. And he was anointed that when he preached, high places were brought down and low places were, excuse me, they, they were brought up. And crooked places began to be made straight. Rough places began to be made smooth. What an anointing. Now I want you to jump over to Matthew 3. 
Matthew 3. And don't be afraid of reading so many verses. I don't, I don't often read so many verses like I'm going to do tonight, but I, I feel very compelled to do it. Matthew chapter 3, and I'm going to begin in verse 3. Are scriptures showing up behind me? There we are. Awesome. For this is he who was spoken by the prophet Isaiah, saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Just everybody say that out loud tonight. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. Say it with me. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. Now John himself, he was clothed in camel hair and a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Lord have mercy. That's a terrible blizzard. Just a locust blizzard with this sight of honey. Then, Jesus, then, Jer- then Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region around the Jordan, they went out to him and they were baptized by him in the Jordan, confessing their sins. Notice that right there, those three, those three words, confessing their sins. That means that John had a radical powerhouse ministry. If people are coming from all over and they're confessing their sins, that's a radical ministry. And that's radical obedience. Everybody see that? But when he saw the Pharisees and the Sadducees coming out to his baptism, he said to them, you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? <laughs> oh, jeez. He's intense. Therefore, bear fruits worthy of repentance. This is mighty. Bear fruits worthy of repentance. This is no sissy gospel that that John is preaching here, my friends. John John was not watering it down so he could appeal to the masses. He wasn't watering anything down so he could be more inclusive to all the people. And do not think or say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. What's he saying? He says, "Don't, don't trust in your religion. Don't trust in your pedigree. It's time for you to get right. It's time for you to get real. It's time for you to get ready. And even now the axe is laid to the roots of the trees. Therefore, every tree that does not bear good fruit... It's cut down and it's thrown in the fire. And I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he who is coming after me, he's mightier than I. Whose sandals I'm I'm not even worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor. What is the threshing floor? It's that place of separation of the wheat from the chaff or the wheat from the tares. There is a great separation that is coming. I'm preaching to you prophetically right now. We're not just romancing history of the scriptures. I'm telling you, right now, we're in a prepare the way moment on planet earth. We are coming into the greatest separation time the earth has ever known. And he'll gather the wheat into the barn, but he'll burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Psalm chapter 1 and verse 4. Put it in your notes. Psalm chapter 1 and verse 4. It says the ungodly, they're like chaff that the wind blows away. Whoa. Back to verse 13. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized him and by him. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and you're coming to me? I, I, I have to stop right there. Look at those words again. Look at your Bible, or look behind me. He tried to prevent Jesus. He said, I need to be baptized by you. What was John talking about? Was John asking Jesus to immerse him in water? No, he wasn't. John had one prophecy. The one who comes after me is going to baptize with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Are you catching it? John wanted Jesus to baptize him with the Holy Spirit and with fire in that moment. He was wanting to be the first fruits. He's like, man, I've been prophesying all of this. It's time for you to fulfill my prophecy. (laughs) Let's do this. Are you seeing it? Are you seeing it? But Jesus answered unto him and he said, permit it to be to be. Uh, permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. That's why Jesus went into those waters, to fulfill all righteousness. And then he allowed him, and then he had been, 
and when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened. They were ripped open like the veil at his death. They were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting him. And suddenly, there's that word, Shane, and suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, whom I'm well pleased I love it. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights afterward, he was hungry. <laughs> I bet he was. There had to be a ministry to come to prepare the way before the Lord, and there is an anointing on a generation to prepare the way of the Lord before he comes to receive his bride. Are you with me? There was a coming preparation of John the Baptist. He fulfilled his ministry to prepare the opening in the way of the Lord. But there is an anointing on, I believe, this last day's generation who has that same anointing to prepare the appearing of the Lord. In the earth realm. I'm going to say it to you again. 2021, among many things, however the Lord begins to release these words through our house this year. And I was on my knees in private long before this meeting saying, God, this year I want a greater anointing. And I will say whatever you tell me to say. I will do whatever you tell me to do. I will go wherever you want me to go. Folks, I mean it. However he releases the word this year, what I'm hearing right now, it's going to require radical obedience and radical sacrifice. Only the Father knows what we're going to face in days to come. This is what I'm saying. It's time to get ready. It's time to get ready. It's time to get ready spiritually. It's time to get ready emotionally, physically, financially, in every resource of your life. Invite the Holy Spirit into the workings and the structure and the strategies of your life. Invite the Holy Spirit to give you new strategies. I'm telling you, I'm asking the Lord freshly for the strategy of heaven for this ministry and for our extended partners throughout the country for Light the Fire. However the Lord desires to move us like the wind and blow here and blow there and what to do and how to plan and how to outreach and how to, how to resource, we've got to hear from heaven. You've got to hear from heaven. Amen. Ask the Holy Spirit into this time of fasting. And then I want you to do this. I want you to trust that you will be led this year by our good shepherd in 2021. Trust that you will be led by the good shepherd this year. Now, fasting is God's method of transformation from within. Write it down tonight. Fasting is God's method of transformation from within. You've heard me say many times, Christianity is not behavioral modification. Christianity is the transformation by the ministry of the Holy Spirit on the inside of a man and a woman. That's what Christianity is. You don't have the power to change yourself. A lot of the self-help stuff in Christendom that's being written it's not biblical because they don't exalt the ministry of the Holy Spirit. People beat themselves up so much in church, believing if they just had more of whatever, if you would just yield to God the Holy Spirit within you, Christ in you, the hope of glory, the hope of this generation. If you would yield and listen for His voice, you can be led by the Spirit of God. Those that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons and the daughters of God. But there is so much more that the Holy Spirit wants to say to us and tell us. But the method of fasting is how God transforms us from the inside out. 2 Corinthians 5.17, we're very familiar, and maybe this is a new scripture to you, and that's okay. 
But many of us may be familiar with this scripture, and it goes like this. For if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. And old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. And really the translation is, is this. The old things are passing away, and behold, all things are becoming new. It means that we are in a process. The sanctification of our life is in a process. I mean, you, you can have two people who you could, you could stand with a leader who's been faithful in the body of Christ for 40 years and have a believer who's been saved for seven days in the kingdom, in the Lord. They both have the same standing in the kingdom. However, if you spend time with the guy that's been saved for seven days, and if you spend guy, time with the guy who's been saved for 40 years, you're going to see a vast difference of maturity. But they're still the same in Christ. You got it? It's, it's, it's God's method of transformation. It's God's method of process, of sanctification, where we are being changed into the likeness and the image of Jesus himself. That's Romans 8, 28. And that's God's will for our lives, for us to be actually transformed into the likeness or the very image of Jesus. And one of the methods that, ha that, that God uses is he uses fasting. And fasting <laughs> will murder your flesh. <laughs> Everybody say, ouch. It will. Fasting will take it to your flesh. It'll burn your flesh right up. Now, in Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to look at it for just a moment. Jesus, go there if you will. Matthew chapter 6, Jesus gives us a three-chord strand. And I want you to write it down. Write it down. It's a three-chord strand. And I, the reason I say it like this, a three-chord strand, is because in, in uh, the book of Ecclesiastes, it says that a three-chord strand is not easily broken. How many of you remember that scripture? A three-chord strand is not easily broken. So I want to give you three chords tonight from Jesus out of Matthew 6. And I hope you've gone to Matthew 6 because we're about ready to start reading. Jesus says, when you give, that's number one. When you pray and when you fast. Just jot it in your notes. When you pray, number one. When you pray, number two. Right? When you get, or number one, when you give. Everybody say, when you give. When you pray and when you fast. That's a three-chord strand. When you give, when you pray, when you fast. Now, notice it doesn't say that uh, if you pray or if you fast or if you give. It says when you give. Did you all see that? All right, so we're in Matthew chapter 6, and we're beginning in verse 1. Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Whoa. Remember, these are the words of Jesus. These aren't Brian's words. These are Jesus' words. Otherwise, you will have no reward. Don't, don't jump over. Don't jump over and hurdle the word reward because it's going to start exciting a few of you in here tonight. I'm believing for just maybe a few more than two or three. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll have no reward from your Father in heaven. Therefore, when, when you do a charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet before, before you as all the hypocrites do in the synagogue and in the streets that they may have glory from men. Oh, Jesus just goes straight for the juggler, doesn't he? He's like, I, I, I'm calling all of you out who are lusting for platforms and notoriety. You think you're something. You want everybody to sing your stinking praises. I'm calling you out right now. You want to have glory for men. Jesus says, don't be like them. Don't be like them. That's a big warning. Assuredly, I say to you, they'll have their reward. And when you do your charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deed may be in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. Whoa, somebody say amen. Isn't that awesome? I love that Jesus tells us something about the character of our dad. He says, dad loves to reward you. Dad gets excited to reward you. See, Father sees it in secret. Father sees it in secret. He wants to reward you openly. Man, that's exciting. 
He wants to reward you openly. Here we go. When you pray, I'm in verse 5, and when you pray, not if you pray, not if you pray, when you pray, you should not be like the hypocrites, for they love praying, standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. And I'm about ready to talk like Elvis Presley, and I don't know why. Thank you very much. I don't know what happened. As surely I say to you, they'll have their reward. Thank you very much. Hey, baby. Hey. And when you pray, go into your room. <laughs> and when you shut the door, pray to your father who's in the secret place. For your father sees in secret. He will reward you openly. There it is again. Your father wants to see you praying in secret. 2021, go for walks with the Lord. Get out late at night. Walk underneath the stars around your neighborhood. Go for walks with the Lord. Get up early in the morning. Go to the beach. Do whatever you have to do. Change your schedule around. Find, find more time for prayer. Find more time to get away in the secret place for prayer. So the Father can meet you there and be excited about you being there and say, ha ha, I'm going to reward him. I'm going to reward her. And when you pray, do not use vain reputations as the heathens do, for they think that they're going to be hurt by their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for, their fa for your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask Him. And in this matter, therefore, pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Come on, say it with me. Thy kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this, daily, this day our daily bread. Forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from from the evil one for yours is the kingdom the power the glory forever amen that's a powerful prayer for if you forgive men their trespasses your heavenly father will also forgive you there it is underline it underscore it highlight it get a tattoo of it do whatever you have to do forgive those who trespass against you but if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. Now, that's sobering. That's sobering. Moreover, when you fast. Notice the next three words. When you fast. Not if you fast. Not if you fast. When you fast. Do not be like the hypocrites with their sad countenance. You just see Jesus just pouring it on. I'm sure people were like, they're sad countenance. For they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting. And surely I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head, wash your face. That's pretty good, right? Wash your face. Wash your hands. Put on your mask. I'm kidding, sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, just, I'm getting stirred up up here. This is... And I'm reading so fast. Wash your face so that you don't appear to men to be fasting. But to your father who is in secret, there it is again. And your father who sees in secret, he will reward you openly. Whoa. There it is again. Three times. Three times. My father wants to reward you. My father likes to see you in secret so he can reward you openly. That tells us what we need to know about our father. A few more verses. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on the earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust can destroy, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Read it with me. Verse 21. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You know what's powerful about that statement? That where God's heart is, there also is his treasure. And because we're the treasure of God, that means we have his heart. Now, jump down to verse 31. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what will we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For these are the things that the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows all that you have need of, but seek first the kingdom of God and all these things, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Do not worry about tomorrow. Hello. 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 Do not worry about tomorrow. Listen, 
Listen, I'm in so deep right now. I'm in so deep. The things that I am learning that I'm not even allowed to talk about. The things that I know confidentially. I'm telling you, I went to this scripture freshly for me today. Do not worry. Do not worry. We're going to need this every day of 2021. We're going to need this every day of 2021. Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient is the day in its own trouble. This is important. What is Jesus doing? What is he getting at? It's, it, this is what Jesus is always getting at. He's getting down to the heart of the matter. I've been trying to get down to the heart of the matter. Sorry, I just fell into the song. And it just happens. What is that, Peter Franklin or Frankton? Jesus is Frampton. Thank you. He's, thank you. He's, I thought, I thought we had to save people in this church. I thought you only listened to worship music. I mean, 24-7. <laughs> Peter Frampton. Jesus is getting down to the heart of the matter. And the heart of the matter is the motive. It's the motive. When we fast, when we fast, we're not trying to get things from God. When we fast, we're opening the door of our lives to greater intimacy and fellowship with Jesus. Greater intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Greater intimacy with our Father. That's what we're doing. And if we draw close in our intimacy throughout these 21 days, it will set the course so that we are ready and we are prepared for whatever should come in the coming weeks and months. This is why it's vitally important. Get into this fast. I want to encourage you. Get into this fast. Three days, seven days, ten days, all 21 days. So Jesus gives us the source here. Fasting and prayer is a sacred trust. It is a personal devotion of love unto the Lord. When you look at Matthew 6, he says, when you give, when you pray, when you fast. I want to say this tonight. These are not religious duties. Praying, fasting, and giving, they're not religious duties. They are love languages. Write it down. Fasting is my love language. Giving is my love language. Praying is my love language. I want you to think about that. When you give here at Victory, if you give online, I don't even know if that's working, or if you all give online, remember, this is your love language. God, when I give, when I sow, when I pray, when I worship, what is this? This is my love language. Amen? Are you getting this? Jesus kept emphasizing here throughout this, this powerful message, the secret place. Father wants to find you in the secret place. Because in the secret place is when we start hearing the whispers of God and we start learning how to be directed by the Spirit of God. We learn how to be directed by the whispers, by the voice of the Lord. And at this time of fasting, what, what's going to happen is the Lord's going to give you revelations. He's going to give you wisdom. He's going to give you understanding. He's going to give you the ability to, to conceive some things. The, the Lord will unravel things that have been knots in your spirit or knots in your story, perhaps that you didn't understand in times of fasting, the Lord will unravel those knots and he'll make what was a real problem. He'll just, no, oh, I can't say it any better than this. Isaiah said it. I'll make rough places smooth. I'll make crooked places straight. Yeah, am I the only one that's been through some crooked places? And then God just... His kingdom comes. You're pressing in. You're in the secret place. And God just comes and says, and now I'm going to take care of this. And there it is. And there it is. And that's how it happens. I love it. And I'm going to close. Go to Isaiah 58, if you will. Isaiah 58. There's so much I'm having to modify in this message. But, boy, we worshiped our guts out tonight, didn't we? 
We, 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 put, hey, we put ourselves on the altar tonight. Come on. Amen. Wasn't it awesome? Yeah, thank you, Steven. Thanks for coming. You know the drill. He's rounding third. He's going to slide head first. I can see it. It's in his eyes. What I get excited about is that when, when I fast, as long as I've, I, I'll be 48 this year. Brennan and I will be 48 this year. She'll be 48 this month. I'll be 48 in a few more months. But as long as I've been with the Lord, when I fast, it's like the scriptures take on a whole nother dimension of revelation. And it's because my flat, my, my flash, my flash, my, my flash, my flesh is in agony. <laughs> my flesh is in such agony and crying out to the Lord. But it brings on a new sensitivity to the Holy Spirit and the word. I wrote this um, years ago in my first book, wasn't many years ago, but a few years ago, that the Lord invites us to go deep sea diving into the Word of God. If you could see, fasting, fasting is like going deep sea diving in the Scriptures. And you, you, you have all these brand new discoveries. If you've, if you've ever been scuba diving or if you've ever been snorkeling, there's all kinds of discoveries beneath the surface that are in the deep places. That's what happens when the Lord, when you're in a fast, the Lord begins to take you to new places. You have new discoveries, fresh discoveries. Isn't that fun? So Isaiah 58, and I close with this. Isaiah 58. I want you to write this down in your notes if you're taking notes. If you're not taking notes, go ahead and write it down too. This is what I want you to write down. Isaiah 58 is God's chosen fast. It's God's chosen fast. And you can't minister tonight about fasting or preparing the way of the Lord without going to Isaiah 58 because this, man, this is the banger. This is it. This is where it's at. Isaiah 58, verse 1. Now, this is the conversation between Isaiah and God. You ready? Get in on this conversation. Cry aloud. Spare not. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Tell my people their transgressions. And the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily and they delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and did not forsake the ordinances of God. They ask of me the ordinance of justice. They take delight in approaching God. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen? They're, asking, they're saying that to God. God, we fasted, but you didn't see us. Why have we afflicted our souls and, and you haven't taken notice? And in fact, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exploit all your labor. Indeed, you fast for strife and debate. Man. God's calling it out, isn't he? And to strike with the fist of wickedness. You will not fast as you do this day to make your voice heard on high. Verse 5. Is it a fast that I have chosen a day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head like a bulrush and to spread out sackcloth, sackcloth and ashes? Would you call this a, 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 a fast or the acceptable day of the Lord? Verse 6, is this not the fast that I have chosen? Here's God. Here's the fast I've chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every heavy yoke. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry? And that you bring to your house the poor who is cast out. When you see the naked that you cover him and you do not, and, and not hide yourself from your own flesh. Verse 8. And then your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily. And your righteousness shall go before you. And the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Oh yeah. 
And then you're going to call and the Lord will answer. You're going to cry and he'll say, here I am. If you take away the yoke from amongst your midst, the pointing of the finger, the speaking of wickedness. If you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in the darkness, and your darkness shall be as the noonday. Isn't that awesome? The Lord will guide you continually, and He'll satisfy your soul in drought. Woo! Are you seeing these promises? These are the things that God wants to do in a fast. And he'll be so close that you'll call out and you'll hear God saying, here I am. The Lord will guide you continually. That's the promise over you. Say amen. The Lord will guide me. The Lord will guide me continually. He'll satisfy my soul in drought. He'll strengthen my bones. You'll be like a well-watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. The wellspring of God. Hallelujah. Those from among you shall build the old waste places. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairs of the breach, the restorers of the streets to dwell in. My God. Do you see God restoring the streets of America? Do you, God, do you see God cleaning the filth of anarchy? out of this nation and seeing God's people arising and shining. If you turn your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy day of the Lord honorable and shall honor him not doing your own ways, nor finding your own pleasure, nor speaking your own words. Hallelujah. Last verse. Here it is. Then you shall delight yourself in the Lord, and he will cause you to ride on the high hills of the earth. Isn't that awesome? That's the word, Pastor Cletty prophesied over your life, Josiah, the day you were born and he met you. HP, high places, high places. You will ride on the high hills. You will ride in the high places of the earth and feed you with the heritage of of Jacob, your father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Spring the keys down just a touch for me. This is what God wants to do. He wants to destroy yokes and break chains. He wants to release heavy burdens. He wants to see our righteousness and our light breaking forth to bring transformation. There is a great purpose that God only knows concerning this 21-day fast. Step into it with humility. Step into it to consecrate yourself unto the Lord. Ask the Lord what He would have you to do. The Lord will give you grace to do it. Okay? Don't be calling everybody and taking a poll. Well, how many days are you doing? I'm, I'm making about seven or eight. How about you? I'm doing ten. Or, uh, don't be doing that. Just keep it between you and the Lord. Just keep, you're all going to see us getting skinny and, you know, dear Lord, what? he's wasting away. Just keep it between you and the Lord, okay? Don't be sneaking candy bars in here, too, while I'm preaching. <laughs> Let's make a commitment together, Victory. Let's make a commitment. Here's our commitment. Let's press in for the greatest breakthrough of personal revival and corporate revival and citywide and regional revival. Let's press in for a national awakening and a reformation to America. It's the cry of my heart. It's the cry of God's heart. God wants us burning. He desires personal revival for you. He desires our corporate family to be set ablaze. He desires a national awakening. 
He desires to reform this nation. Would you stand tonight? I want to pray over you, then I want to release. I know I've went long, and I tried to go short, and that didn't happen. And I did modify it, and if, I hope you believe it. I tried. I read fast. Let's just put our hands out and receive the grace of God right now for this fast. For it's by grace through faith we receive. It's by grace through faith. That's how we got saved. Lord, tonight we receive grace for this time of fasting and prayer. And may we encounter you, Lord, in these days and weeks ahead. Speak to us, Lord. Give us direction for our families. Give us direction and revelation for our lives. Oh, how we need your counsel, Lord. Oh, how we have got to hear from you for every step. We trust you with our lives, Lord. We trust you with our lives. We trust you with our future. We trust you for the future of America. We trust you. Holy Spirit, put us in sync with you to walk with you. I bless you tonight to walk with Jesus every day of 2021. I bless you to walk with Jesus, to hear his voice, to be led by the Spirit of God. I bless you in this fast. Supernatural strength from the Holy Spirit. Courage. Breakthroughs in the, in the realm of thought and just, yeah, in the realm of thought, in the realms of process, in the realms of wisdom. I bless you in Jesus' name. And Lord, I pray your blessing upon all the kids here at the campus tonight that have been in children's church. I just, I just pray. Lord, for that baptism of fire to be upon everyone that's called Victory Home and those that are part of our ministry throughout the nation, that this year you would baptize us, including Brian and Bren, you would baptize us with a fresh baptism of fire in Jesus' name. Light the fire, Lord. Light the fire. Come on up, Mark, quick. Hold on. So last thing I'm going to say tonight, if I could have just one more minute, last thing I'm going to say tonight, every day of the fast, you're going to find a resource from us. We were going to try to pr uh, really provide you with a video, but because of our schedule and the things that me and Josiah are engaged in, there's, there's a lot going on. I'm not going to be able to do a video every day. We're going to give you that in a text form, not a text message, but in text form. You're going to find that every day of the fast beginning Monday morning at 7 a.m. every day, 7 a.m., it'll pop right out. It'll be on Victory FLA app. If you haven't downloaded our app, please download it. You'll find it on the app. You'll find it on the website. There's a special blog on the website. It says the Victory 21 Day Fast. You can get it right there. It'll be on social media. It'll be on our Facebook page. But here's the deal. We're, we're not wanting to stay on Facebook, friends. We don't, we don't, we're not trying to use Facebook so that people can find our church. We point people to our website if they want to learn about Victory. We don't point them to our Facebook. We point them to VictoryFLA.com. That's where we get people seeing what's going on in this ministry. But it will be on Facebook. Um, it'll be on um, YouTube. No, not, not YouTube. It'll be on Twitter as well. 
So it'll be on our social media platforms, so you can find it there. But you want to make sure you go to victoryfla.com, or you can download our Victory FLA app. That's on Apple. That's on Roku. That's on uh, all the platforms. Amen. So you'll get that every day. And what, what that'll do, it'll give you scripture reading. It'll give you focus. It'll be things that I've written out for this fast that it will encourage you. It will strengthen you. What did I do? Did I say something wrong? Roku. Roku, Roku. So listen. Um, <laughs> righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Honey, amen. That is such a good word. Amen, Bren. I'm Brian Gibbs, and I approve her message. Uh, we love you guys. It's so good to see so many of you. I see you, Chet and Tina. It's so great to see you. Happy New Year. Love you guys so much. It's so great to see all of you guys. You just had a birthday back there. Happy birthday. Great to see you. We love you. Listen, the altars are always open at the end of every service. Don't be in a hurry to leave. you got to get your kids. Get your kids. And then uh, you better go eat some pancakes because this fast is starting. So, <laughs> listen, we love you guys. We love you guys. Be blessed. And uh, I will see you Monday online, not in a video, but you'll be receiving the word. I'll see you then. Listen, be blessed. Happy New Year. Tell somebody, tell five people around you, Happy New Year. Come on, tell them, Happy New Year. Bless them. Bless you, Paul. I see you back there. Bless you guys. Good night, Paul. Good night, Patty. God bless you guys. Renee, Maria, bless you guys. We love you. Thank you for listening to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. For more information, go to our website at victoryfla.com or download the Victory FLA app.